Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce, and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. I asked you what, how important is happiness, and then you said a word that popped up. You said abusive. Were you in an abusive relationship? Very. What yeah. makes it abusive? What you allow or what they do? Um, oh, that's hard. What they do. Um, so... I mean, there's so many abuses, so, so many ways to, you know, there's, there's obviously people look at abuse as physical, um, but there's also well, there's mental, mental is worse. I think I gaslighting, believe mental is, gaslighting and all that stuff. I think mental is so much worse. Yeah. And for my relationship, it started, like I said, from the very beginning, the stalking, like I took that as, oh my gosh, he was pursuing me. He wasn't. He was stalking me. Um, so the abuse started right at the beginning. I just didn't realize that that's what it was. I didn't realize that um, that the year, it was June 98 when we met. It was August of 99 when I wrote that letter. So it was 14 months into our relationship and I was pregnant with our first son. Um When I found out I was pregnant with him, I had left the state, gone to another state and was hiding out with a friend um, to try to get away from him because I knew I needed to get away from him, but I couldn't do it here. When I came home after being gone for a month, he was sitting on my front porch. So, and then he, and, and I said I was pregnant and I wasn't going to keep the baby. And, um, and he was like, no, it's going to change. Everything's going to change. I had a four-year-old at the time. Like I had a child and I knew with just the short amount of time, like the abuse started right away with him and you get so, again, I talked everybody else into liking him. So then when the doors were closed and things would happen and his abuse is very, um, he's the guy who everybody loved. And so I was the nobody. I believed I was nobody and, but I wasn't ever trying to be somebody. So I was just doing my thing. And, um, so it slowly happens. Like it just, it does the mental and the emotional just slowly happens. Um, and for me for also it was financial, um, and financial is what I'm digging myself out of right now. Um, so my ex happens to be in prison because of his financial abuse. Um, and it's fallen on me, the payback. And so um, I'm in hell right now, even though he's in prison, I'm in hell dealing with his financial abuse that he had. Um, and I mean, he abused in all ways. He abused everything you know it was everything the things when he stopped the physical abuse was at the beginning 
And he stopped that because that's when I did put up a boundary and I left. And so he knew that that wasn't the one that worked for me. So that happened the first two or three, I guess three years, because David was a year old before it stopped. Um, but it was all the other, like you just feel so trapped when you're in those relationships and you feel, and I don't, so I don't know. I don't know if it's what I accept or I never, I'd never been in an abusive relationship before him. Um, and I, I still struggle with that one. I still struggle with, I'm such a strong person. Why did I stay? Mm. You know, why did I let this shit happen? And to know now, this is why I always say to people, like, don't stay because of the kids. I believe that the abuse was only on me and that it wouldn't affect the kids. What a stupid thing to think that it's not going to affect your kids. It's all they know. It's all they know is. I mean, when he first left, my daughter would still talk to me the way he talked to me because it's all she knew. I don't blame her. And we were working through all these things. It's all she knew was that mom was crazy. All she knew was that I was too emotional. I was, you know, too out there. Um, if I wore the wrong thing, um, if somebody looked at me wrong, um, like all she, that's all my kids knew. His last birthday party that we celebrated, we went to, um, a, a, this was pre-pandemic. We went to a plate. We went out for dinner to dinner with friends. Um, and we had to leave there because apparently, and I don't know what happened, but apparently some guy was watching me. We, I was dancing with the women. There were four couples and us four women were dancing and the men were standing in the back holding our purses and stuff like they always did. We're fine. Like we're 50 year olds. We can dance. Um, and somebody was watching me. And the, so we had to leave because he said, okay, it's time to leave. So we left and the entire car ride home, like he just, you know, just told me how terrible I was and it's because of what I wore. And I'm a very, I used to be jeans, hoodie or t-shirt, like no attention to me. Um, because if I got any attention, then that would be hell. It would just be hell. So, okay. I don't care. I don't care. I never cared about attention. So it wasn't like it was like, it just slowly happens. You know, if you don't care, I didn't care. Okay. I don't care. I won't wear makeup. I won't do my hair. I'll just wear a hoodie. Um, you know, I won't physically do anything to get any attention. I'm fine. I don't care because I never cared about attention. But that whole car ride home, he just told me basically what a piece of shit I was for, I don't know, letting this guy <laughs> look at me. And um, he even told everybody, here's the part of the abuse that gets me to this day that I struggle with a lot. He would tell people that he would say this stuff to me and they would just laugh it off. Well, if Don hadn't done this, that guy wouldn't have been looking at her. And people don't stand up to that or they didn't with him anyway. Um, when he was stalking me, the only reason the stalking stopped is because he is in federal prison. That's it. The day before he went to prison, he was still stalking me. He went in and shut off some things for my business. Went, 
we don't know. We still don't know how he did it. Yeah. Yeah, he shut off some forms and some um, Google AdWords stuff, things like that for my business. The day before he left. Yep. Wow. And um, and we even, we knew what cell tower it came from. We knew what IP address it came from, everything. Because I have, I have systems in place now to know. Yeah. And the police, I've, I have filed numerous police reports and they don't, they've done nothing. They told me I was a jealous ex-wife and that I should move on. Yep. Oh my in police God. reports, they've written, they wrote that in police reports. A jealous um, wife. Huh? A jealous wife. They wrote a that. jealous ex-wife. Yeah. Oh my because God. he told them, well, you know, she knows I, I date and I have a girlfriend and um, she's just jealous. Oh, yeah. Man. And so people who abuse tell other people that they abuse and other people don't do anything about it. So he told friends who are, I have no association with it anymore that he was doing these things. Like when we left because of the dancing, because that guy was apparently looking at me, I don't even know. He told people that he told the people were, well, we're leaving because blah, blah. And Right. And nobody questioned him. He told people he was hacking and he found out I got a new car. And he said, how do you know? Well, I looked at her email. He told somebody that. Yeah. And, and he did, that person did tell his wife and she contacted me and she said, Don, you need to do something because he's getting into your stuff. And yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. But people for the most part do not want to get involved. They don't want to listen when he would boast about these things. He would, he would, there would be holes in the walls at our houses. And he would be like, he would make jokes about it. Well, if Don didn't do that, I wouldn't have punched the wall. Yeah. He made you accountable. And I'd be like, but I believe I was like, yeah, but nobody ever said anything against him. Nobody said to stop. Nobody came to me and said, these things are wrong. You have a way out. And I think that's a normal. I don't think I'm an exception. I think that's the rule. People don't want to get involved. People don't want to help other people. Yeah. See that that's abuse. And that's what, so that's all my kids saw. It's all they saw. That's all they knew is that, well, mom, you shouldn't have worn that outfit or, and they would never say that to me, right? But that's what they were programmed to believe. This conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm challenging you. Share yourself and your story. Be courageous. Be vulnerable. It makes a difference.